Hello and welcome to this post-match edition of the Hawk Talk podcast. My name is Nick Mason. I'm here with my co-host Tears and mate, a little bit flat, it's fair to say. We're about to leave Adelaide, but we won't be leaving with a win, sadly. No, Himmelberg does it at both ends, touching the ball. What can well, you even say? We're, we're going to win off that and then he... Then an enormous sleep at the other end that you yeah. can't you can't deny that kind of talent. No, sometimes you just have to look at something like that and go, well, that's just brilliance. But huge effort from our boys without Will Day backing up from the Easter Monday clash mm-hmm. where they, you know, that was that were they were terrible scenes in the in the second half. But the energy today was awesome, and there were a couple of moments. One from Green with the little flick. Mm-hmm. Over the back to Brockman. The footy IQ right there is just off the charts, isn't it? Yeah, uh, look, that that we we all I could see that I didn't want him to touch it, but for That's him, right. but from the stands, for him to know to just yeah to, flick it on to exist in the moment, yeah, and and to know almost from the stands what he needs to do, yeah, just it was something special, wasn't it? I mean, he ended up, ended up with three goals and. Uh, I mean, we, we kind of make mention of him every week now. He's a true superstar of this Hawthorne lineup, and I, I just, you know, I'm so thankful that they took a chance that they saw they saw a lot in the two years the BFL he played. Yeah, and I really think he did prove himself, and he, he's proven it week in week out now. And then Seamus Mitchell, after dropping that first chest mark from a, it was a difficult pass from Sicily under pressure. Yeah, look, he, he picked up. Picked up the pieces and he played a very good game for a debut. Yeah, a little bit of a nervy start, but he repaid the faith, didn't he? I mean, 10 touches in that first half didn't look out of place at all in any part of the game, And he took a couple of uh, decidedly ambitious inside passes that paid Mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. And then we had Longy's first goal after he got shifted to what looked like full forward. So (laughs) We were just about out of our seats for that one. Yeah, well, we were up that end, of course. We were in a stand sitting there. And um, although I sort of lambasted the the oval, <laughs> the parade at uh, on the on Twitter um, because it's straight lines instead of wings, and and and, mm. yeah, and I was a little bit shirty at the end of the game. I would much rather have seen it at Adelaide Oval though, because we've seen a couple of games there now. And if the next gather round comes along, I hope we're there. But arguably the most entertaining finish of the weekend, I would say. Yeah, that was a true spectacle. I know it's it was fifteenth v eighteenth, but it had a blockbuster ending, didn't it? <laughs> it did. Uh, look, we can't go any further without mentioning Connor Nash. <laughs> okay, yep. I think we should just rename the podcast Connor Nash Cast tonight. That... Con- Connor Corner Extended <laughs> Edition. Is that what you're angling for? I did not. You you can never expect that kind of effort from a bloke, but after he. He took green out of the game, didn't he? Mm. That is that is massive. Could he have taken the other green with him as well? <laughs> that would have been nice. Oh, the finish from green half. Um, what's his first name? Toby. Yes. The finish from Toby Green. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Yeah. V Sicily. Yeah. He caught out of position, and and you know Toby Green has the nous to just finish thought, that off from I the boundary. Hardwick was terrific on him for much. Yeah. Of the day, for the for know? the most part, yeah. Hardwick was fantastic, but. You mentioned being without wings. Mm. Well, in more ways than one. Oh, yeah. Well, we've now heard that uh, he's got a lacerated tongue, Chad Wingard. Mm. And uh, he should have got a free in that 
whatever's happened there. Well, he's getting stitches instead. Yeah. He, he went to hospital at halftime and uh, he'll be headed back with the staff. So he bit, his, he bit his tongue or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently extremely painful and, you know, dare say he won't play next week. You, you wouldn't have thought he'd play next week. But anyway... Back to Nash. Yeah, back to Nash. Straight from the point. I know what you want to talk about. 31 touches, boy. 31 touches, 23 handballs, 8 kicks, 9 tackles. Yeah, hell of a lot of handballs, but that's okay. Nine tackles, I really Well, he's like. just trying to get it to the outside, isn't Yeah, he? exactly. Yeah, you can see, you could, uh, without even seeing the game, by the stats alone, you could hypothesize what his role was on the day, and you'd be right. Um, i got to admit, I didn't know that he had quite that many touches. Did you well, pick that number? part of the reason I didn't really enjoy the oval, because you couldn't see both ends very well wherever mm. you were. Mm-hmm. And I wandered around the oval looking for a good spot to, to watch the game. Yeah. That's a stunning performance from him, and and I hope that sets a new level. Now that we know we can do that, we can expect it, that of him. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, because he's about the only big body we have there in the middle. There's a few immature bodies around him, and uh, he needs to be doing those kind of numbers against sides like GWS and good midfield sides to bring us into the game. Who, who were your other MVPs on the day? Because I think Newcomb recaptured something. Oh, Newcomb could have had three goals and been easily best on ground. Yeah, 31 touches, one goal, uh, five tackles, 15 contested possessions. And tireless. The other bloke was uh, Warple. He had a lot of touches. Yeah, he did 35 and 16 of those contested too. Who, again, we've said it before, it does feel like he's turned a bit of a corner. I haven't sifted through the stats, but I felt Ward was excellent in that second quarter, especially when we mounted that comeback. But uh, he's only finished with, with 20 disposals, um, but at 80% efficiency. And, you know, you look at their midfield at, at GWS, and they do have a good midfield. Mm-hmm. And uh, we yeah. did very well with the forward line we had because we were, <laughs> we were kicking long to Ugh. a very small forward line. Yeah, and, and that's part of what frustrated me throughout the game. It's, it faded from view eventually once we got on top. Started playing to our strengths, but looking and looking at where we're, what we're at exactly, were, yeah. yeah, lowering the eyes is, is how they say it, and I really wish they had have done that for a little bit longer, or even just kicking to space was yeah. far better than what, yeah, because they were kicking to packs that would yeah. congregate while the ball floated and hung in the air and gave the the GWS defenders time to get there, but I just they played that far too often, and you'll notice when we got on top is when we moved away from that stuff. It it seemed so obvious. To me. And, you know, you're, you're more of an analytic mind than me, mate. You you look at the strategy and the game plans and you've got a, a head for the stats. Me, I just run on feeling. And even I could see that. I'm like, that's not working, guys. And when they got away from it, we got on top. How did you feel when you saw Long go to basically the full forward to, to try and take Taylor out of the game? Well, I wasn't happy with the way... Um, our resting rucks were performing as no, forwards. I don't think so. It was so I had the SEN foot, football nation on. Yeah. And it, it sometimes during the, like it'd be 30 seconds after the play, of course, because it was delayed. Mm. But during the coverage, they were more interested in just being quiet and listening to Sammy because their mics were so close <laughs> to the interchange. You could hear Sammy yelling and they said, we have to apologise if he swears, but we have no control. Yeah. And he was yelling at CJ... And things like who's got the back fifty, and you know space, protect the space. Yeah, they call it, it just really. He was so involved. They call it gather round, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just back off a bit, please. I mean, yeah. So, um, so how did I feel about Nedlock? Well, I wasn't totally satisfied, as I said, with our resting rucks. So a departure from that, I was like, okay, cool. 
But then I looked at our forward line and I was like, well, there's just there's no tall timber down there, and it made me miss Mitch Lewis even more. Well, I mean, he hasn't he hasn't played there at VFL either. Um, no, long. that's right. Ned Long has not been playing that role. Yeah, literally in the goal square. That's where he was starting at the centre bounce. That's that's just very unlike how he's been used. And oh, and, and then earlier in the day we see Ramsons kick four again. You know, Lynch we well, know has some forward now, so it's like. <laughs> They did so well, Box Hill. That is a thunderous victory. Yeah, they had control all day over Collingwood. We'll get to Was that a bit later. Eleven different goal kickers in the f- yeah by the halfway through the second quarter. Yeah, or something. it was no. an absolute avalanche, and it was a fifty-nine point win to Box Hill. But we'll get to that. But I, I just I found us wanting a key position forward today, and that's unfortunate. I, you know, Mitch is still in, injured. Obviously, he'll be back very soon, but. That's been a problem all year. Cozzy's severely out of form and, you know, hopefully he found something at VFL today. Jekka injured. Ramsden. On his way back, though. Yeah, well. Ramsden yeah. still considered too too early. Yeah, is he still too green? And then I just keep on thinking, why did we not address delisting Callow and then doing nothing to fill that need? I, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't understand that. I think it's a bit silly. A well, bit mid, of an oversight. The but... mid-season draft isn't too far away now. Yeah, that's right. And I think we have to be contemplating um, depth in that area of the grounds because we're being exposed for that. And I know, I say exposed, it's two-point loss. Two-point yeah. loss. We made it work somehow. But um, yeah, boy, there were stretches of the match today where I thought we are just crying out for some relief for some of those smaller but bodies But there are a couple of there. points where you thought, oh, you know, um, GWS, how far? Yeah, yeah. They, how much are they going to win this by? And you got to say that they were terribly wasteful. Mm-hmm. Big Jesse could not hit the back of a barn with a bus. Yeah, that, was, was, that just... was good fun, actually. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we did give him a bit of shtick for that. Meanwhile, but... Sicily just sends the footy out of the back to Melbourne, probably into some housing behind there. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are we feeling about this result? Because you know, I, I'll own up to the fact that I was extremely flat, and I am still a bit. Because I really thought that we could have won this. I definitely could have won it. But uh, uh, look, when when did these are always the down leaks after after an Easter Monday clash? Mm. Historically, Hawthorne find it quite difficult to mm. to get get together and 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 go again. You know but, what was really pleasing was it was completely nothing like Easter Monday. Oh no, the the pressure was there all day. Yeah, no, it, it was a fairly consistent performance and yeah I do speak of them doing some unintelligent things in, in terms of attack and I, I thought some of the intensity and application occasionally dropped off defensively but it was on the whole a better performance and, and something that you could pluck positives from whereas you know Easter Monday was more of a Jekyll and Hyde situation where it really depends on the kind of supporter you are which half you're going to focus on but today I thought there was a bit of something for everyone in spite of the result. And then you've got to consider that they're on a, on a new ground that they don't know very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, for Fergus Green to kick three straight. Yeah, Carl Amon with two straight. Dylan Moore, 1-1. Sicily, as we mentioned. He showed his class, Amon, I've got yeah. to say. Mm. Has he been a good recruit? Yeah. He's been pretty consistent. You know, he's not been MVP areas, but he's been reliable. He's been exactly what we picked him up for, and I think that's something to savour for fans. I thought Impey was very good. Yes, I'll always feel bad for him for that final kick, but he very nearly won the game. <laughs> so, uh, 
Yeah. Who didn't you like from this game? Let's get to some of the negatives if we if we can bring ourselves. Well, to Well, they do seem it. to be at the other end, but but Frost seems to have a couple of moments. No, we're joking about him on the car trip up. <laughs> yeah, about yeah. how highly variable his output is um, from the back half and and surging forward, but. I don't know, mate. I just maybe it's the symptom G- of a of GF a, did a couple of similar things. Well, it's exactly what I was going to mention next. The symptom of a young team. I thought when it mattered most, and, and I know we nearly had them, but composure was lacking at times. GF being caught cold. Your boy Nash even was at some point. Frost making some harrowing decisions, and just I don't know. People have come in for Granger Barras again, who I didn't think was that bad, but. Oh, yeah. I, I, I thought cop- he had a couple of good moments, actually. But- yeah, I might cop a bit of shtick for that from, from the fans, from our listeners. But uh, in terms of the selection table, uh, what moves do you swing? Wingard comes out, you'd imagine. Um, I don't know if you drop Frost. I, I don't know if you drop Jeff. Scrimshaw. Well, we, saw, we saw McGuinness at the captain's run the day before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he's still... You know, very close to he's making in, next week's yeah, side. Yeah, he's, he's in the frame. Yeah, so... And, and you know, Scrimshaw, um, you know, whether he's available next week, I guess we'll see. But we've got some options. Um, unfortunately, the place where we need options and flexibility is the forward half. Yeah. And we just don't have it right now. We'll get it soon, but um, that remains the sticking point for me. A lot of people are saying we should put Cosy behind the ball so he can get a bit of confidence, you know? Ah, uh, look, maybe... Mate, did you think the lack of a key position defender today really hurt us? I think we weathered it. Not until that last minute. No, <laughs> <laughs> no they they took they, they were taking marks as often as they, you know, they were taking some good marks in that forward 50. Yeah. It wasn't like we were intercepting, you know, uh, big pack marks or anything. Mm-hmm. And, and we knew that having a smaller ground contested marks were going to be very important for a victory. Mm. And uh, and they certainly were. I mean, how many shots did they have? Like it, it, they've had ten or twelve more scoring shots than we did. And uh, really, the game shouldn't have been as tight as it was. But looking inside fifties, fifty three to fifty two, we came out on top. Yeah, yeah, but Carlton were ahead in inside fifties against Adelaide at <laughs> three quarter time. That's true. Yeah, I showed that to you, and the Adelaide fan behind me was. Dumbfounded, he's like, <laughs> he's like, is that true? He's just looking over our shoulders, yeah. looking at it. Like, I'm like, wow. Uh, we won the clearances again, forty thirty two. Uh, we we won contested footy, hundred fifty three hundred forty three. There are things going our way, and yet against us. Thank you, Razor. Uh, oh, did you think the umpiring was that bad today? I I only noticed Razor. No, oh, well, I did tell him he to makes lift, himself noticed. I did tell him to lift his game at one point. Oh, there you go. You did it to spite you. Um, there are lots of things going our way, but we can't find the connection forward. And I hate to sound like a broken record, but if only we had some actual tall timber, some targets up there, um, things might be a bit different. I don't know. Don't know how different. This is all hypothetical, but yeah, that's what I'd be advocating for. There's, you know, and, and Mitch, Mitch said it in his press conference. He highlighted these things that there's a lot going Hawthorne's way right now. Each game at the moment feels like an itty-bitty piece of the puzzle that we're putting in place. It's taking a while and it's frustrating, but we are getting there. I do believe that we're getting somewhere very slowly. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you'd be forgiven for thinking that they would fall into a heap after Monday. Yeah. And there was nothing like that. Yeah, I thought that was a very real possibility, to be honest. Even at the captain's run, they didn't look to have 
too much energy. <laughs> they, they didn't ask a lot of them, did they? They just did, no. did a little bit of circle work and tried to get used to the dimensions and and that kind of stuff. But oh, you know, we had a good we we've had a good time here. We had a good day. We were at the pub at midday. We um, met a few listeners, had a couple of chats on the way. Successful uh, podcast trip, wasn't it? I mean, all told, when we got here to, we're, we're about to leave tomorrow morning, we've met a few fans of the podcast and yeah, it's, it's been our own little festival, this gather around <laughs> thing. Yeah. We've got a few listener questions that we're just going to cycle through. You're going to vent them? Uh, I'll do my best <laughs> as, I, as I scroll down the page. Uh, this one from Nick, our fellow Nick, uh, Nick Higginbottom, who's I think followed us for a long time. So good day, Nick. Uh, Morris was one of the best wingers in the comp last season. How have you seen his form this year? And does he keep a spot longer term or does a younger player take his place? Yeah, Morrison had a couple of poor moments. He certainly didn't have the, the class heading inside 50 this week. No, he was um, a bit of the invisible man for me, mm. Morrison. I barely noticed his impact on this game. I, I wouldn't be too worried just yet. But, I mean, the, the second part of that question, who who is banging down the door for Morrison's spot right now? Who would you bring in? Well, I think, Ned, do you think Ned Long did enough to get another game next week? Yeah, I do. And yeah, so I, it's, Ned, I, it's, it's Ned Long and Morrison. Well, look, Morrison is, is probably one they're going to pick every week because he's, he's, he's mature. I'd love to see Long get some midfield minutes, mm. for sure, rather than full forward. Um, I would say that the three in- inclusions wouldn't make too much sense to, to omit them. You well, know. We've got Adelaide next week. Yeah, no, I understand, but Seamus they Mitchell... Are, they are flying. Yeah, yeah, I understand, but Seamus Mitchell didn't do too much wrong. Um, DGB... It doesn't really benefit anyone. Probably has a matchup next week as well. Well, that's true, but it doesn't. It also doesn't benefit him to go back to the reserves. So, mm-hmm. and Ned Long was capable. You just need to see what he can do. You put games into him and see what happens. So, yeah, well, I, Wing- I Wingard be... probably won't play next week. Yeah, no, that's right. Mm. Um, but yeah, in terms of Morrison and him losing his spot, I don't. I, don't, I think they'll keep him. In. Yeah, I imagine they keep him for now. Uh, let's see, as I scroll and scroll, are you worried about any of these? Like, you know, hit you with questions without notice? Ah, no. This one from Gunster. Can we cut the cord and get rid of Frost? He's a complete and utter <laughs> liability. Even when he does something good, he undoes that act with a brain fart for the ages. It does certainly seem that way. I thought he got away with a couple this week. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit hard well, and mouth stuff. Wasn't wasn't punished um, like he can be. But then again, you know... He could be a dog supporter, couldn't you, Nick? <laughs> well, there is that. Is it heart in mouth or, ha- or heart in throat? I always get that one. Definitely heart in mouth. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Okay. Do we agree with Tiz- This is from uh, Mouse. Do we agree with Tiz's boy Nash at his career best performance today? He did, yeah. He was doing stuff I haven't seen him do before. Yeah, no, that's fair to say. I've he tagged Green thing. out of the game. Any chance, this is from Rodney, any chance of having a proper full forward that can take a mark? Our forward is always congested. While the opposition is nice and open as they score freely, someone should watch Box Hill. They seem to be able to score. Well, you, you nearly did send that girl who was wearing the number two on her back out in the second <laughs> half, didn't you, Nick? <laughs> yeah, well, our forward line's frustrating. Yeah. It's a work in progress. And the fact that... It doesn't matter what quality of opposition, yeah. everyone seems to do it better than us, burning us the other way. The amount of times, and oh my, we're so lucky to offset it, the amount of times GWS had someone out the back on their own, usually up the other end from where we were sitting, but I could mm. see them all the way down there with no opponent. Yeah. I'm like, if 
if they don't somehow force but that was a turnover, pressure on the ball carrier, and that was that's very right. good today because it was such a small place. Well, they had to. They had to do that. <laughs> they had to force an error because they had no choice. If it gets over there, it's a goal. Yep. There's no resistance yep. at a certain part of the ground. That's a problem, and I hate how the opposition regularly makes it look way easier than us. But we did get we got a couple of cruel bounces in our forward line that could have been easy goals. Yes, there were a couple yep. of big tackles. I think by Isaac coming on uh, Luke. Luke Bruce and a couple of the other boys that thwarted what would have been gimmies. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. we were so close to another victory. Just two points. Just two points in it. And we are talking about Morrison before and who could potentially seize this spot. I mean, we, we do have to turn our eyes to Box Hill, who, as we said, had a thumping win uh, of 59 points. Over Collingwood. Who's best on? Best on, well, Callum Brown, arguably once again best Isn't on. Isn't that surprising? Well, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. It's Callum <laughs> Brown. He hates that he wasn't selected. Thirty-eight disposals, wow. uh, five tackles, and uh, yeah, he had he led the way. I think for both teams, yes, he did. Thirty-eight was the best on ground for accumulation there. Cal Porter again was sensational. Thirty-three touches. Ed Phillips twenty-six, Mercedes twenty-four, and now we get to an AFL listed player, Bramble, once again stating his case: twenty-three touches and a goal. Uh, so he'll be looking to break in keep, sooner rather than later. Keeps hanging around in no man's land, doesn't he? Yeah, that's that's kind of his situation at the moment. I do wonder where he was playing because we didn't get to see this game, obviously. No, no, we'll have to catch up on it during the week. Weddle with twenty one touches is still pushing his case for a debut. Butler is he in a bit of no man's land? Well, he could pinch a spot from Brocky. If Brockman doesn't keep on showing up, he'll he'll need to replicate those really promising signs a bit earlier in the season. Uh, but Butler had tw- 20 touches, one goal, one. Lynch, 18, one goal. We had a fair few goal scorers, didn't we? How many hitouts did he have, old, old Lynchy? Lynchy had, well, I dare, if he doesn't lead this stat, I'll be shocked. <laughs> 43 hitouts. Wow. Did anyone come close? We had Ramsden with eight. Kaczynski took one. Steen for Collingwood, 22. So Lynch for the second week running, because he did it against Geelong, yep. has been the dominant ruckman out there and has clearly been an influential player for the match winners. Is he going to force himself in? Do you want to see... Well, him? Reeves was much improved this week. Yeah, he was. What do you make of Meek this week? I didn't I didn't make too much of his performance against the Giants. No, six tackles, three kicks. Three kicks. Yeah, nah. Give me Lynch. Give me Lynch. Well, I... Lynch has a bit more attacking now than, than Reeves took the four marks. Yeah. But he halves contests well, Reeves. I mean, Meek. Meek. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be prepared to, to see a change there. But it was a, a great win for Box Hill, and it's good that we've got some competition for spots. We can go back to the questions, if you like. Yeah. we got we got plenty of them. People, <laughs> it might not surprise you, really had a lot on their minds. Coming out of this game. Well, I'd, I'd like to know how many people turned up at the Box Hill game because uh, that was the that, that would have been a, a good game to go to. First game? First home game, sorry, was it? Uh, it was, yeah. I think it was this year, yeah. This from Mapper. Why is it, what, is, what is our game plan rather than why is our game plan? What is our game plan going forward? We have a tiny forward line yet bomb the ball in high. We seem to be counterproductive going inside 50. Well, that might change once we get some people down there that can take some grabs. Well, I mean, there were a few panic balls that they picked off easily, but for the most part, uh, Hawthorne did provide you know pressure on the ball carrier as soon as it hit the ground. It does make it hard at an elite level not to have a get-out kick. 
This is from Dino. Not the result we wanted, but I can't fault the competitiveness, especially in the third. Talk to me about Ned Long. I thought he was really important in the second half up front. Structure seemed to click with his presence down there. Yeah, he's strong in the contest, Ned. He keeps, mm. he, he does use his body well to protect the ball. Well, we saw that, you know, first impressions of Ned Long in, in, the, in the VFL. He's just a tackling machine. He's a big boy. He can crunch the opposition, no problem, and loves the contest which is kind of why I want to see him deployed in the midfield. I, you know, it seems to me that he's he- ahead of Cooper Stevens. Yeah, he's um, he's probably not quick enough of, of thought in the midfield at AFL level yet, mm. but that'll come. He just needs to be exposed. Well, that's it. He needs the chance to actually do that. Uh, this is from Jacob. He was good today, but a worrying trend has emerged with Bruce dropping easy, uncontested marks. It has really stifled good ball movement a number of times so far this year. Has anyone else noticed this? Yeah, he's getting ahead of himself sometimes. A little Just bit too thinking of head. what he needs to do with the ball. A mm-hmm. uh, bit of pressure on him to, to maintain the structure of the forward line at the, at the same time, keep everybody in their, in their places. He's the leader up in the forward line, of course. It wasn't until Jacob pointed it out that I was like, oh. He has done it in the past. He's been yeah. guilty of... Dropping the ball, but uh, when you're winning premierships, you don't tend to. <laughs> he's got a few credits in the bank, does Brewsty. But I mean, look, it's not as if he's at any risk of falling out of the best 22 to 23. No, no, so he keeps hitting the scoreboard, doesn't he? Exactly, and he's he's just too good. How many more to 500? Because that's a uh, countdown that I can't wait for. He kicked one today, I think. He better not get there before round nine. Because <laughs> we want the home game. <laughs> and for it to happen against Melbourne, isn't that right, Tiz? Oh, Melbourne losing to Essendon in the wet in such ridiculous conditions that Essendon could kick goals, scrub them along the ground from 50. We've got this question from Tony. Bit of a controversial Mm. one. Let's go. It's time that people start to realise that Sicily causes as many turnovers as CJ or Frost. Probably not that many. Puts our players under pressure or gets beaten too easy one-on-one. He has had a shocker this year. Uh, He's certainly not in his favourite role. No. He's not third man up. He's not getting the easy... Easy matchups. Thank you for saying exactly what I wanted to. Um, Remember, this is a side that doesn't have a key position forward or defender. I've talked a lot about the KPF. You could have blank. Well, that's it. We couldn't, but we're we're not. <laughs> so that exposes him. I'm sorry, but, just but us. I, but I mean, we saw it last year when, when he gets he gets cute with his kicking. Yes, and he does. He does. Uh, I I really hate it. I like the Sicily long bomb over the cute chip stuff. We've got players that but do then, that. And then he did that and you're like, why would you do that? You're the captain. You can't kick longer than the forward line. I'm not <laughs> putting it solely on the shoulders of James Sicily and you should know that I'm not. I think that was unfair. Uh, it was in the moment, people. Yeah. It, was a look, big, it was a big pack too. Oh, look, it's James Warple as well. He's guilty of the, the hat kicks forward and just... I don't know. That's, I, with, I, that's with pressure. Sicily, again, Sicily was yeah. rolling back and just launching it. Exactly. I was going to say, there are reasons why this happens. It's in the heat of the moment. It's in the contest. And usually those kicks are panicked and under pressure. I a- get Amon, why it happens. Amon seems to be able to find little chip kicks and ball retention and things like that. Right. Conor McDonald does it well as well. I mean, yeah, he doesn't get a lot of it at the moment. No. He looks like he might be one that's at risk of being being dropped. Perhaps. As, as we look to, to wrap up mm-hmm. our sort of match recap, uh, I just thought it would end, end on a good note here from Adam. Uh, just a comment. Thanks for making it fun to follow the club, especially when we're going through a rough time. Keep it up. <laughs> That's nice. Thank you, Adam. It's it's pretty good fun, isn't it? Yeah. 
I, I mean, we heard that from the people that we met over the course of the weekend that really appreciate what we do. And it's super humbling, like, you know, to go to a completely different state. I've never been here before and run into people that like our show. Oh, we've met so many people from country Victoria. Yeah. Come in. We've met a few people from Adelaide um, who insist on barracking for Hawthorne when they've got Adelaide and Port Adelaide to barrack for. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, of course, we do have the opportunity to do this all again next year. Oh, yeah. We, that was announced at the ground, wasn't it? To big, yes. big cheers. Yeah, and Ad- Adelaide Oval as well, the game that was going on there. So, yep, another three years of gather around. We're coming back. Oh, I don't see why not. It could be a bit of fun. Prefer the results be different, but I guess what will happen will happen. <laughs> Come what may. But uh, what do you reckon, mate? Is that... Wrap it up? Can I can I sleep off this loss? I don't think this loss will trouble you. Nah, probably not. It's, it's just it's annoying. It's your first interstate loss. I know. That's why it's annoying. I just had this nice little streak going. Every time I go away, I see Hawthorne win. It's the first time in something like... I had a streak of like six matches or something. So I'm not used to it. I'm used to heading back Across to Melbourne. Across about a decade, too. <laughs> that's right, Yeah. So I'm used to heading back to Melbourne with a bit of a wind in my sails, but not to be this time, unfortunately. So are you earmarking anybody to come into the lineup for Adelaide next week? Because we play Sunday about midday. I think I want to look at the Box Hill highlights yeah, before I call it definitively, because we haven't had a chance to do that today. It's hard to resist on paper the appeal of Ramsden. His time has to be coming, right? Mm. I also think that Green is doing a magnificent job and the second that he has support... Or gets the second best defender. Yeah, that's right. He, You know, we, we earmarked, I think it was the podcast before last. Great seeing the number 26 kicking goals. Too. That's right, yeah. Who's going to be the first Hawk to kick a bag of five this year? And I said Ferg. And I've seen nothing to sway me from that. Who I reckon I, it's going to happen. Who did you say? Probably I don't Brockman remember. Or something. Let's forget it. <laughs> yeah let's cut it out oh no we're not doing that this week oh <laughs> uh, mate look we'll wrap up uh if you are listening to this perhaps you're listening to it on apple podcasts maybe spotify google podcasts uh please do take a, a second to rate or review our show it really helps attract people to the hawk talk podcast puts our name up in lights for fellow diehard hawks fans to find our show uh you can join the conversation on our social channels twitter at hawk talk pod facebook facebook.com slash hawk talk pod is a place to go we're on instagram as well and of course it's trips like this that are made possible uh thanks to the proud passionate and paid up patreon subscribers that we have tiz who um you know they've bought the season guide they support our show they help us do this week in week out you know set up in an airbnb to record like we're doing now it's it's all thanks to the the kind of support our subscribers show us yeah it is and uh, and we got the shower fix today which is <laughs> That's right. It's one thing that did go quite right today. We, we end the trip on a high, despite the results. We get to have a nice hot shower before we head back to Melbourne. So that's good. Uh, it was either that or they, they cut the fee, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, advocating for that. But the point is, uh, look, if you haven't subscribed to Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash hawktalkpod, you can head there and uh, for as cheap as a cup of coffee. You know, support the show that you enjoy week in, week out. Usually you get it for free. You can show your support for us and, uh, yeah, sign up, get some bonus content, get a free digital copy of the season guide. We, we managed to flog the almost the last of them. We're almost basically out yeah. of the hard copies of the season guide, yeah. which no, is Adelaide's awesome. flooded with them. So, uh, 
<laughs> so there you go. Good support in Adelaide. Good support, well, everywhere, pretty much. So we thank you for that. Uh, again, if you haven't jumped on board, patreon.com slash hawktalkpod. Tis, that'll be it. We probably need to start packing. We need to be ready bright and early to head back to Melbourne tomorrow. Good fun next year if we can get out here as well. And, of course, Adelaide in, in Tassie. Imagine that. We could have done Adelaide and then Melbourne, then Tassie, then back to Melbourne. Maybe that's the future of the Hawk Talk podcast. What, just tracking them everywhere? Touring. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) Anyway, we'll be back, of course. Rain, hail, shine, win, lose, draw. That's what we do here at the Hawk Talk podcast. And we thank you for all the support you've shown the show this year. And uh, as Adam said, it's been, you know, not the greatest season. It's been a bit rough at times, but... The fact that we can uh, keep on doing this and keep on feeling the love from all the Hawks fans everywhere is fantastic. We'll leave it there, mate. I'm going to go pack. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.